0: Welcome, everyone, to our July episode of Silas Speaks, Sila's monthly podcast, which is your window into what is happening at Sila and the securities and insurance licensing industry. Silas Speaks is brought to you by Rhodes Online and Sila, and I'm Alistair Yu.
1: And I'm Diana Ivy, and our guest today is Todd B. Rosenfeld, who is the Chief Learning Officer at Securities Training Corporation. We have a really fun discussion with Todd about his 40 years of experience in the securities and insurance industry and how training has evolved over this period.
0: Absolutely, Dan. It is a really fun conversation. Todd talks a lot about you know, what he's been doing, how he got into this industry, as well as his love for cycling. So it's a really great conversation that you all don't want to miss. That said, um, before we get to Todd, here are a few things that are coming up in the Silo calendar in July, uh, July 21st at 9:30, the Silent Minnesota chapter they'll be having their meeting. That's again Thursday, July 21st at 9:30 a.m. Eastern time. Also on the 21st, Silo will be holding a webinar, which is a topic on surplus lines. So don't don't miss that surplus lines webinar. It's Thursday, the 21st at 3 p.m. And finally, also on Tuesday, July 26th, the Sila Buckeye chapter, they'll be having their meeting, and that's at 1030 in the morning on Thursday the 26th. And you can find out all about these things at sila.org, and if you go to the calendar um, and see all the different events that are scheduled for the month of July. Uh, So don't forget to mark these on your calendar. That said, Dana, what about regulatory updates? What should our listeners be aware of in terms of regulatory updates that the states have put out?
1: It's probably too many (laughs) to mention all here, but um, in keeping with securities, since our guest is um, with the Securities Training Corporation, um, I want to give an update um, around securities and then one on insurance. Um, So the first one is... Um, really two announcements that FINRA has made around continuing education. Um, the first is that effective as of June 30th, so already now in effect, firms can opt into a new firm setting into the FINRA gateway to automatically apply regulatory element CE to associated individuals who also have an IAR CE products and practices requirement. And their second announcement is that a registered rep who's also registered as an IAR may be subject to IARCE requirements beginning this year in 2022. And so the ability for IARs to apply regulatory element training to the products and practices requirement became available as of June 30th of this year. the, this announcement also contains important information, additional information and links to other um, information that is important to know about both of these items. So I encourage our listeners, members to access this bulletin and get drilled down to the details on both of those items right through the announcement. All right. And then the second one is from the Wisconsin Insurance Department. And this is a bulletin. It's a very detailed bulletin, um, the subject being a new best interest law that has become effective in Wisconsin as of October 1st of this year. So it's summarizing this new law that is affecting the insurance industry. And it's it provides a great summary so that insurers, intermediaries, and interested parties can be aware of these changes. Um, certainly, it's just a summary, so anybody impacted by these laws really need to check the new statute for the specific details of the requirements, but the bulletin really lays out a, a very robust summary. Uh, basically, the law revises the annuity suitability standards that are found in the Wisconsin statutes, and <clears throat> the purpose is to provide greater protections for consumers who purchase annuity products. So be sure again to check out that bulletin. It also contains links to FAQs from the NAIC and a host of a lot of uh, in-depth information on that. So that's what I wanted to cover this week, Alistair. Great. Thanks,
0: Diana. Thanks for that. And all our listeners know that they can find out more information about this at solid.org So be sure to check there and check solid.org for all the other updates that the states have been putting out that'll affect, um, you know, compliance regulation. But I guess without further ado, Diana, let's get to our great conversation with Todd. Yep, let's go there. So welcome, everyone, and we are pleased to have our guest today, who is Todd Rosenfeld. Todd is the Chief Learning Officer at Securities Training Corporation. Welcome, Todd. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic. Alistair and Diana, thank you so much for this opportunity. We look forward to to having this uh, podcast. Oh, we're
1: so, so happy to have you on, and we can't wait to hear your story, your journey, and I know our members will be very happy to hear from you as well. Let's, let's dive right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your current role?
2: So I think in, in my almost 40 years at Securities Training Corporation, this is actually one of my favorite times of my career. I am currently the chief, chief excuse me, the chief learning officer of Securities Training Corporation. So I'm in charge of all the curriculum, primarily uh, securities, which includes, you know, FINRA exams, NASA exams, all the different exams, uh, both in uh, securities, continuing education, which includes FINRA firm element, as well as the new exciting IARCE. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that. One thing about our industry is the word change, always changing. Rules are changing. Policies yeah. are changing. So it's very exciting. So, um, so all the content uh, that we have on the security side comes through my, my department. We have a great team behind us. And um, I also get to teach. I do a lot of webinars. I do classes. Uh, I just came back from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina,
0: where I did my first
2: in-person class in a few years. And boy, did I miss in-person teaching. It's so nice to see people's faces when they understand the content you're teaching. It's like a light bulb that goes on. And that's one of the reasons I love what I do. Uh, And lastly, Um, I do a fair, uh, two more things, actually. Uh, I do a fair amount of private tutoring, one-on-one to senior executives. So you could imagine the people I get to meet. Think of CEOs at top investment banks and insurance companies and brokerage firms. They don't usually like to go to classes, but they (laughs) want to pass the exam. Hence, I come in. And and there are other people within my company that do that as well, but I I specialize in that. A little private training. Private Um, (laughs) one-on-one tutoring. I I, I will tell you this, the most exciting thing I've ever done is, on that note, is some years ago, I flew to Arizona, to Phoenix, Arizona, where the CEO of a brokerage firm was doing a conference for their salespeople, and then I tutored that individual on his private jet on the way back (laughs) to New York. Name will not be mentioned ever. (laughs) But, and he passed. Let's, let's, let's yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the person did pass. The last thing I really enjoy doing is, um, we have a great sales staff and customer success managers, but they sometimes lack some of the subject matter expertise when they speak to, you know, compliance people. So I get on those calls and sort of act as the subject matter experts. So when they ask a question, and the uh our, some of our staff may not know the answers I'll come in and you know there's a good chance i'm going to know the answer, and if I don't I'll make sure I find it out
1: oh that that is awesome. well, one thing that's a little different with securities from insurance is that your reach for compliance is pretty much it's nationwide right and yes, insurance nation- is more state by state so are you i think um you're based on the East Coast, right, but your company yes. operates i i
2: would imagine nationwide so yes we 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 do. You know, a couple of uh, unique things is pre-COVID, we used to run securities-related public classes in different cities. Uh, We used to have different branch offices. But since COVID, we've done a lot more virtual training. Uh, We have had some client interest, especially recently, to do private in-person classes all around the country. Our instructors, our curriculum staff are all around the country. Some of them are are the places where uh, they have the offices. So we have a group in Chicago, the west coast uh the boston area a little bit of the south so we we have people all around the united states um and and, and, you know teaching securities related classes in various parts of the country it's pretty exciting you know you get to go to a lot of great places yeah yeah I'm i'm a big fan of like all right, I'm going to go to a city. I've never been in that city before. Where am I going to dinner?
0: <laughs> do uh, they have awesome. barbecue?
2: And do they have barbecue? Yeah,
1: you always look for what what they're known for, right? Yes, what, always. What, yes, always. <laughs> absolutely.
2: Are you based in New York or New Jersey? So here's the interesting story. Um, our office for many, many, many years, it was in lower Manhattan. It still is. It used to be at 17 Battery Place. If you're not familiar... My office faced the Statue of Liberty. Oh, okay. Uh, for many, ma- many years, then we moved uh, to William Street, sort of between the World Trade Center and South Street Seaport, kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we had it so pretty much for many years. if I wasn't teaching or traveling or out of town, I'd go into the office in Lower Manhattan. So I live in Northern New Jersey in beautiful Bergen County. Yes. I commuted uh, every day for many years, either train and sometimes I drove in. I'll just say this. I do not mind remote work. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't know how I was going to react. I didn't know how the team was going to react. And we were actually, we, we discussed this. We're more efficient and happier. And you cannot argue with more efficient and happier. And and we get to meet in person sometimes as well done as much as we did, but we do that, you know, on a periodic basis. So, uh, and then, uh, in the summer months, I like to uh, travel down to the Jersey shore, uh, right. not to be confused with any TV shows revolving around the Jersey shore uh, in a really nice area, uh, very close to the beach. And I spend some time there. And because, uh, I can work remotely, that's where I am right now. Oh,
1: lucky
0: you. Well, I am
2: very, totally I am jealous. Very <laughs> lucky. I, I, I am, I'm very lucky every day and I appreciate life.
0: But I uh, have to assume that with the remote work and in the nature of what Securities Training Corporation does with remote training or virtual training, you know, you guys know the ins and outs of how to work remotely.
2: Well, what's really interesting <laughs> was for about, I would say, at least 15 years, if not more, we've been doing virtual classes. We, we were one of the first companies to start with a company using WebEx. Uh, so yeah. for many, many right. years, we would do a class as a WebEx. Now, was it, you know, do I prefer in-person? To some degree, the answer is yes, but the cost-benefit analysis weighs to virtual. No one's traveling. Plus, mm-hmm. imagine for a second, pre-virtual, if we were going to do an evening class in person, we could do it in New York, we could do it in Chicago, maybe San Francisco, but if you're outside those cities, it didn't pay for us to do an in-person class. Yeah. Now we have a national evening class, a national morning class, That's a awesome. national weekend class, so mm-hmm. in that respect, it's great, and I think what happens is is that our instructors get really good ratings virtually because they're good at what they do, and their passion shows through. So if the instructor is boring, how can the students be energized? But if the instructor loves what he, that person is teaching, nice. you know, don't think securities industry is boring it's certainly not it's not just the law and the compliance we teach product training you know uh, you know accounts and some of the information we teach is relevant to people's personal financial situation
1: yes hmm. Absolutely. You know, kind of similar on the insurance side too. The topics that are covered, um, you know, by insurance, um are fascinating and they can relate to people personally or to businesses that they own. So there's a lot to learn whether you're in the industry or not. I,
2: I, yeah, I have a funny story on that if you don't mind. Um, <laughs>
1: sorry. We love funny stories. Go well, for it. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's got a happy ending. It, probably <laughs> it's not so funny, but it's a, so, uh, a few years ago, you know, we got more and more involved with insurance. And first, it was life, accident, health, and property and casualty. And I was starting to review some of the property and casualty stuff because I knew a little bit about the life, accident, and health. So I'm reviewing some of the property and casualty stuff. Lo and behold, uh, I was on a business trip, uh, was a, and then I did a, a personal trip. Come back to the house, and we call it the great flood. We had a pipe burst. Uh-huh. A lot of damage Mm -hmm. and I knew from what kind of like what to do from some of that training material. Mm -hmm. And and my wife said to me, how'd you know that? I said, I dread the training. (laughs) Help me personally. You were paying attention. (laughs) And, And now I have a beautiful redone house for those areas, but there was a little bit of a. Six months, a little bit of an, an issue, but at the end of the day, it worked out well. So I'm glad I learned a little bit about property and casualty.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> how to apply the training, right?
2: Yeah, always. <laughs> oh, <it's>
1: important. <laughs> well, we, we're going to dive in a little bit because our readers are always interested in our guests' career journeys. But before we get to that, do you have or would you like to share, do you have any personal um, hobbies or sports or passions that you enjoy
2: outside of work? Uh, the answer to that question is definitely yes. So I have a few different things. First of all, I enjoy, like every, a lot of other people, spending time with my family. Uh, and we do have a family sport. My, uh, my, Not everyone in my family is overly athletic, but there's one <laughs> passionate thing we love, and it's skiing. Oh. We've been to out west. I've skied the east coast. We've been to France. Uh, we've skied all around the country. Uh, and we enjoy that very much. So that's a sort of a family thing. And one great thing about skiing is you get to spend a lot of time with your family and you're so exhausted at night, you have dinner and you talk. And it was really a lot of fun. Nice. The second thing, and that's a more of a personal thing for me is I'm a cyclist. There I, I and, and my motto is I bike to eat. So it has <laughs> to be where if we're going to bike, it may be 50 miles. It could be 40 miles. It could be 80 miles. I got to figure where am I going to stop to eat? Because <laughs> there's nothing like, a 15, 20 minute stop with your friends, we I with a group, and we, we stop, we talk, uh, we solve the world's problems, and then we get back <laughs> on the bike and try to lose the, uh, the, the calories that we just in- engulfed <laughs> in our breakfast sandwiches. That is so those, awesome. Yeah. So those are some of the, and I actually, I'm a little bit of a financial geek. So I do pleasure reading of reading security stuff. So I like, go <laughs> on the beach reading a novel. I'm reading security <laughs> stuff. That's it is what it is. What can I say? We all have our thing, right? Yeah, we do. We do. So well, that's kind of me. So, so you no one's stealing you're... your book, right? my wife will look me What are you reading? Oh, I should have known what you're reading.
1: Well, That's awesome. You have a winter and a summer year-round, yes, you know, activity. Both. So that's awesome. I want to ask you, when you go traveling to other cities, do you ever cycle in those cities?
2: Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in fact, what I ended up doing is like, in Salt Lake City and Charlotte and a few other places where I'd go, I got friendly with the people at the bike shop. Oh. And then what happens is I can hire them or maybe they'll just do it for free. They'll ride with me so I don't know the area. Nice. So I've had some really amazing rides. <laughs> One was like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh. I oh. rode the hills like where you go and go ski. Not the ski mountain, but I rode up some of these. There's something called Little Cottonwood and Big Cottonwood near Salt Lake City. So I've done those. Exhausting. Uh, I did enjoy the burrito at the end of the ride. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but, but I I try to do that. You know, it's something that I I enjoy doing. Yes. Got to get those carbs in, right? Got <laughs> to get the carbs in to get the carbs out. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Carbo loading. No, but but bicycling is a great way to see the country, right? You know, yes. it's, it's a little bit slower. It's you're not in a car zooming past everything. I, I
2: say right? that to people all the time, Alistair. I said when you cycle, you view the countryside, you view the where you're going. You know where else can you have this? So I'm in so I'm in Utah. I'm biking, and then what happens is I see these two moose. I don't know is it moose <laughs> or moose? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going until they move. moose is big. That's <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah, I, I I try to take a picture. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I got I got one or two, but not many. At least
0: it wasn't a bear, so that's a good No thing. no no. <laughs> So, so Todd, you're the chief learning officer, you know, and, and big dreams when you were a kid, you know, you grew up wanting to be the chief learning officer. <laughs>
2: you know, how did this well, come about? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, if I can kind of segue this into my career journey, if uh-huh. you don't mind, is, um, when I, when I graduated college, I thought I was, I was a finance major. I love finance and I, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I'll do i write research reports. And I went for this interview um, at one of the big research companies and they wrote, you know, they asked me to do some stuff. And I said, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is boring. I can't see myself doing this. So you're going to love this. I see a, a, a job posting. This was in the newspaper. We didn't have online LinkedIn and <laughs> like that a few years ago. So I see the job in you know interview i go into securities training corporation and i'm in my early 20s and i interview with this one person and as i'm leaving i see this other person with only six employees there. Okay. Mm-hmm. so i see this other person he looks at me i look at him i look at back like, you gotta love this we went to summer camp together oh my gosh small world Can't <laughs> wait Up until three or four, up until about four years ago, he was the president of STC. So him and I had a long career journey. He was sort of Mr. Company guy, and I was more the uh, the outside person, more Mm -hmm. the. So you know, I started writing materials, teaching people, uh, you know, learning that part of the business, uh, you know, and, and then the business just took off. I mean. Some of the exams that we have today we didn't have back then we didn't have the sixty five the sixty six we didn't have the fifty seven the seventy nine we had the seven mm-hmm. and the six right and i'll if I could just kind of segue into something else if you don't mind is um i i think for many years you could only take a licensing exam if you were quote unquote sponsored by a broker dealer and i think organizations right. <laughs> like like sila can benefit from what I'm just about to say. And then what that is, is that when in, in the fall of 2018, FINRA introduced the SIE. And I think that's a game changer. And the SIE, Securities Industry Essentials Exam, anyone can take. So there could be career changes. So there could be people in the insurance business who know about SILA. There may be the thinking, should I do in security? Should I not do if they take the SIE, they don't have to be sponsored. They can take it on their own. The cost is minimal. The training is fairly reasonable. To take the exam is a whopping $80. You pay that to FINRA. So it's not astronomical. Mm-hmm. And you learn about the Not only do you learn about the securities business, it's sort of like an intro to the securities business, it actually helps you. So if you're younger and in an insurance business, you say, should I save money for my child's 529? Well, the SIE talks about that. Should I buy mutual funds? If so, what type? So, so it's really a, what I consider a win-win. So I think people in the insurance business and, and, and Sala, you know, being involved in that thing, even though I'm only insurance, you know, my clients may want securities related stuff. Yeah. And it's a natural to do that. So I think there's a lot of benefit and we find lately uh, a lot of colleges and universities, uh, are actually Putting the SIE as part of like an intro finance. Okay. So mm-hmm. wait, one another story. <laughs> <laughs> this was so um, I'm at a social event, and I'm I'm talking, and one of my friends' kids is like maybe nineteen, maybe it's twenty. He says, that, I recognize that voice." <laughs> I said, "Oh," <laughs> uh, he goes, "Wait." I know your voice. I'm taking the SIE to my college, and they tell us to buy STC Security straight, of course. You're on the on-demand videos. <laughs> I don't see your face, but I can never forget that voice or the accent, over right? Over <laughs> and over and over again. So it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. So you never know. You know, you you never know those things. So I think um, I I think it's an exciting time. Absolutely. Hey, Todd, and this is a little. Security is related, but where are we with crypto? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. So here's the situation. It's funny because we are getting clients who want us to create CE courses on crypto. And the interesting thing is, is crypto a security? Right. It's a, it, I can't answer that question. I mean, I can give you an hypothesis, but there's been a discussion. Now, if it becomes a security, then the floodgates open. Then people have to be licensed, broker dealers, and and then some firms are not really ready to do CE, continuing education on crypto yet, because they don't maybe want to promote it to that degree. We're going to create it, uh, but, but again, you know, as even in the current time, there are companies going public where they do crypto. So people who are selling the initial public offerings of these companies, they have to understand the business because that's how they make money. So even if you're not, even if it's not yet a security, there are exchanges that might trade it. They may have to be regulated. There are, regardless, even if it's not security, if you do an offering of a company that does something in the crypto space, which there are,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then you do need to know about it. So uh right now, I don't know that much about it. Right. But I will be forced to learn because no one volunteered except for me. Right, the <laughs> so, uh, the, so I don't create anything unless I'm really knowledgeable about it. So stay tuned. Uh, I will be creating something later this year. We, excuse me, we will be creating something this year. Not too many courses, but courses on crypto, blockchain, exchanges, things like that. Right. Well, now are- we know what he's reading
1: about on the. News. I am I, I, I,
2: on my iPad. I got like definitions of because. <laughs> see, I I think one thing that's really important is sometimes people use language to with other people think they understand it, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the same term could have three different meanings. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that one of the things that I need to do first when creating that course is define the terms. What is crypto? What right. is a digital asset? Mm-hmm. Right. You pay bills online, yes. That's a digital asset. So, so I think if you can make people feel comfortable with the terminology, that really helps. And I think a lot of people today are not comfortable. They talk about it to some degree, but I think if we can have a better understanding of what it is, I think that would help. And I haven't really found anything yet that was really. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna keep looking. But uh, if not, you know, either way, we're gonna create some some, some content.
0: Great. And when you figure that out, then someone can also explain this whole NFT thing to me.
2: And then yeah, we yeah. can figure out how yeah, to yeah. store my NFT. but but you got to remember, sometimes some of these things are a zero sum game, like derivatives. Yeah. If someone's making money, you know what's happening? Someone's losing money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's true. You know
2: every you know everyone's a genius when the market goes up. Not, people aren't so a genius when the market goes down on any on any asset. No, exactly. Great. So I mean, we've talked about
0: that, we've talked about, you know, some like crypto, but you know, you've been in the industry for, for many, many years. I guess almost forty years now, right? Yes. Um, how's it changed? I mean, how has it changed from you know over the course of these forty years?
2: I, I think if I get went back years ago, this was the this was our courses. Limited number of courses, no C E, limited number of courses, no continuing education on the security side, printed books. Printed exams, printed explanations, and live in-person classes. That's where it started. Then we started with, okay, printed book, online exams, and then classes. And now we have, in some cases, we have courses that are completely online, or our CE courses are online. Years ago, our CE courses was a book. I actually had to pay a printer to have a nice cover. With graphic arts and everything. We don't have that today. And I gotta tell you, the, the online exams is game changing. Here's why for the student is we can go in, a student can go in, take our exams, you know, whether it's insurance or securities and say, Oh, they've, they're strong in these areas, but weak in these areas. You can't do that with printed or. We can actually analyze individual test questions. So the other day, our team was saying, you know, only 20% of the people are getting this question right. So it's either one of two things. One, lousy question. (laughs) If so, rewrite. Good question. Maybe we need to beef up the explanation. Also, beef up the teaching. I always judge a good explanation is if you don't call me. And not that I don't want to hear from you. So one of the great things is, you know, people use our content and they get it. We get a lot of questions or comments on this. Maybe we can do a better job of explaining it. So I think that it, that's game changing. The data analytics Absolutely. Is game changing mm-hmm. on a positive side. The virtual class is also game changing. In other words, the reach. Sure. So Thanks. I think for both aspects and you can now incorporate, I think, another game changer. We get a lot of positive comments on the on-demand lectures, which 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 graphically look good. You don't need to see me. I, I don't like the videos, you know, the teaching videos. But all you do see is the person. You know, I, I think it's a combination. But for a lot of our on-demand, I think a game changer is also the ability to explain things, give examples, right. and, and talk realistic. And I think that that helps people understand because I think some of the securities regulations are written by attorneys, for attorneys. <laughs> and nothing wrong with attorneys, please, please. <laughs> I have half my family's lawyers. But I, I think, you know, our job is, as trainers and educators, is to explain it, give examples, make it easy for people to learn the information, whether it's continuing education, examine you know, information or just regular information. And I think, I think that's where SILA really comes in. It's a strong suit. You know, I'm I go online now that I'm a member over the last few years. I got really I got involved more over the last few years as we got more in charge of insurance. And I realize that it's a great organization. I'm looking at some of the uh, resources, and you 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 link people to uh, it may not be yours, but I I just saw you did a CE handbook. You linked to the, com- but I didn't know that was out yet. And I'm I'm a geek in this industry. <laughs> so I saw that, and I and, and wait, better is in that link. There's a separate link where Finra discusses something called FinPro, and each individual, especially next year, is going to have to create their own FinPro account to do CE. And so by seeing that, so I think all I gotta say is keep it up. <laughs> so that's really the re- for the membership. You you get out of something what you put into it. Oh, so I strongly recommend that if you're a securities person or insurance to some degree too, but I know more about securities. If you're in the compliance space, the registration space, and you want to find resources, I think the Silas site is a great place to look. You know, I always try to find. It, it, it's not the only source. But it's a great source. But but it's a phenomenal place to look for securities-related information. And I hope that in the future I can add some uh, benefit to that as well.
1: Well, we would certainly welcome and that. And that is the sector that we're growing. You know, with our members, as you as you indicated, started out.
2: Which which leads me to something else I thought about that could benefit Sila and its membership. So I mentioned the SIE, but I want to talk about investment advisor rep C just for a second. Mm -hmm. And that's this. We have entities that represent the broker dealer community who also need IERC. Fair enough. But there are plenty of fee only financial planners, fee only people. So, and they might do insurance. Many of them do insurance as financial planners. So I'm a financial planner. I'm not registered rep. I don't sell securities, but I do offer investment advice. I'm gonna need IRCE. So the broker dealer, you know, associations don't segment that they, they don't segment that. Silo will or mm-hmm. should, and, and I'm sure they will. So, in other words, they could offer resources to fee-only planners who have let's say a series 65 or some license to do investment advisory work, but don't have a broker dealer license. So <laughs> that's just that's sort of like a niche that the broker-dealer side can't offer, and there are some people that, and a lot of them are smaller firms, looking for resources. So that might be something uh, I had the benefit of, uh, and thank you very much, uh, Diane and Alyssa, for allowing STC and myself to do a webinar on IRCE. So I think that's something that, you know, over the next year or so, might be something that, you know, the the, the solid board would look at. No, absolutely. And, and I got to say, you
0: know, and, and you can attest to this too, Todd, but some of the great parts about SIDA is that it is an association where the entire ecosystem gets together. So it's providers like yourselves, it's industry members, but it's also industry, you know, the yes. ability really to meet, some meet FINRA, you know, meet users, meet providers and, and, and talk together, you know, in a, in a, in a space you know, and share ideas.
2: So, so someone, so let, let's say I meet someone in the compliance registration space. Fair enough. And they say to me, uh, are you going to the silo conference? And I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know, give all the benefits. But here's another added benefit is that there's a very, very, very high percentage chance you have a problem or an issue that everybody else has or not everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of other people. Yes. The 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 networking that goes on, mm-hmm. I listen, you know, but for me, the benefit is, oh, maybe I need a CE course in this. <laughs> if, if 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 best interest in the securities, we know that's important, but it's also important on the insurance side. Maybe we could offer something that could appeal to both insurance professionals and securities professionals. Wait, they got to set up the this new CE thing for FinPro? Maybe. How are you doing it? Right. So that, to me, and you have people on your board from <laughs> FINRA Oh, yes. mm-hmm. I know one person especially, I won't mention his name, but <laughs> very instrumental in, in bringing education or knowledge to the people at SILA who want to learn more about securities. So I think that is an added benefit. And I am certainly looking forward to spending my October in Seattle uh at at the Silo conference.
1: Well we're delighted that you're gonna be there I in be person there. We'll and
2: Alistair yes. and I will be there as
1: well.
0: So that's we're excellent. really really
1: looking we forward can to We see each that.
0: other in person. That would be Yes, great. that would be great. That's, 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 we we may not go on a bike ride together, but maybe a <laughs>
2: I am actually looking I it's funny you should ask. I haven't decided yet, but I'm looking into where I could rent the bike in Seattle with a good friend of mine to see if we could, uh, we could cycle somewhere. I'm going to try. I don't know, but I'm going to certainly try. I heard Seattle's a good biking, a, a good biking city.
1: I would think so. Yeah. That'd be a good time of year to do that as well. The fall. <laughs> yes. So I think, uh, Alistair, are we ready for the final question? I,
0: we are, Todd. I think we're ready for the final question, which is the final question we ask all of our guests. Yes. Todd, looking back, you know, with all the knowledge, expertise that you've gained and all the experiences that you've gained, um, what advice would you give to your younger self or someone I, I you know, just that, starting yeah, out, right? Yeah, Al,
2: that was a, um, that was a question I had to think long and hard about. And what I think my best answer is I'm a better listener now mm-hmm. than I was before. And I just. It took me a while to figure out. So there's certain things you can learn in a book, certain things you can learn by reading and going to websites, yada, yada, yada. But imagine for a second, you are teaching or tutoring someone and that individual is the head of mergers and acquisitions for an investment bank. You're going to get, if you just ask some questions like, can you just, Tell me about the, most of the one of the most interesting mergers you did. And then just be quiet. Because people like to talk about something a lot. It's called themselves. And that's just human nature. And that education, you cannot get in a textbook. Mm-hmm. So now when I teach mergers and acquisitions, I may not use the person's name. I may not use the exact example that person gave me. But I now have an understanding into the following. There's the exam world, the continuing education world. Then there's something called the real world. And I think having that real world experience benefits me, benefits our employees, because I can educate my other trainers and people within myself. So I think that, um, to me, the most important thing, especially a young person can do, is to, it may not be one mentor, it could be a is to just absorb, be a sponge, mm-hmm. listen, ask questions, and then just let people speak about their experience. I think to me, you know, all these stories, a lot, and I do have a lot, and a lot of them um, were based on that, but I didn't learn that for right away. And I think sure. that would be the, I would talk to the young Todd who had a little <laughs> bit more hair than the existing Todd right now. <laughs>
1: So the advice is, although you're the teacher, also be the student. Oh, oh, no, no, no.
2: Every day I learn. Every, <laughs> you never stop learning. And it's okay to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I te- All the people in our company know that if someone asks you a question, and remember something is that initially, a lot of people who do what we do only know the content from exam perspective. And mm-hmm. I think you're shortchanging students. You want them to pass. That's why they hire you. But, but at the same time, giving them some real world experience and being able to answer a question that a little bit, I'm not talking about a complete 360 of what you're teaching, but a little bit of a context. For example, Hey Todd, I, I understand that, but why'd they write that rule? Well, that's not there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, why'd they write regulation to be our best interest? It didn't, it didn't come out of the air. Mm-hmm you know, wh- wh- why they create the 33 Act or the, you know, certain, you know, Sorbanes-Oxley or whatever the rule is. And I think by listening to people who've been involved in it, is, is to me, is, that never, I'll just say that, that never gets old. Absolutely. And I, I think, for me, I enjoy what I do now as much as i average ever, if not more. So I've never lost my passion for our, and they I'll just say at the end, and I think I, I've mentioned this before to other people, is the content I love. But it's not just the content, it's the people. Mm-hmm. The people in our business, from everything on, from, from from every type of you know, insurance, securities, from the people on the lower level, you know, in the intro stage to the senior management, you know, I would say ninety-nine point nine percent of the people, which is pretty high uh i've enjoyed meeting once in a while there'll be someone tough but you know what at the end of the day i've always found this you can make lemonade out of lemons if You true. treat people the way they should. you know if you treat people the way that you want them to treat you so we've had that situation to go from the 99.9 to the 100 that so awesome. that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it
1: <laughs> that's a great story
2: Absolutely. We
1: yeah. so you. appreciate you sharing all of that great yes. information with yes. us and your, your personal interest and all that. Very fun to hear all of that. Thank and you. um, yeah, we look forward to your continuing involvement with Sila and helping to enrich what we bring to our members. That is really, really um our mission. And we're happy to have you be a part of that.
2: And anytime that you uh, would like, uh, you would like uh, myself or anyone in my company to, um, to offer any uh, assistance or anything we can do. We're, we're open uh, and, and we look forward to it.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. And it's also great to hear that you'll be in Seattle. We look forward to seeing you yes. there. We'll
2: <laughs> have a whole group there. We're going to have, <laughs> there'll be an STC group. There'll be some people from our insurance affiliate called Excel Solutions. So oh. we'll both be there. Uh, we'll have, I don't know exactly. We'll have someone from regulatory, some marketing people. Uh, myself and another curriculum person or two will be there as well. So we look forward to seeing everybody in person. Uh, maybe enjoying a me- maybe enjoying a meal together. You never know. That'd
1: be great. Be yes. great. yes. Or a bike ride. Or
2: a bike ride. <laughs> 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 I'm speaking my language. Well, it has to be short and flat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If not, if not a bike ride, maybe a nice brisk walk. I'm, I can do that
0: too. Okay. <laughs> All right, Todd. Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for your time. Really enjoyed it. It was great. It was
1: Thank great, you, Todd. fun. Thank you, Todd. Bye
0: now. Well, Diana, that's really another great pod. I'm so happy that Todd was able to join us. He's a really interesting guy. Right He's a now. great
1: guy. I so <laughs> enjoyed chatting with him. He was just a lot of fun and just a wealth of information.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And they're really doing great stuff. And, you know, be sure to he'll be at at the education conference, too, in September. So I'm sure everyone would be sure to, to meet him there as well. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That said, everyone, if you have any questions for us, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach Diana and myself at by email at speaks at silas.org Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at SilasPeaks. Be sure to follow us. Give us a ring. Give us a like. All that good <laughs> stuff. Right? <laughs> So thank you all for listening. We hope that everyone is having a great summer. You know, have, everyone had a great July 4th, and we hope to see you all. The materials in, in person, this podcast real soon are intended at to provide conference. a general and I'm overview over. of the issues yes, contained absolutely. herein then and are so not so intended nor we'll should they be the construed to provide specific Bye legal now. or regulatory guidance or advice. If you have any questions or issues of a specific nature, you should consult with appropriate legal or regulatory counsel to review the specific circumstances involved. The information or opinions communicated in this podcast are not necessarily opinions of SILA and the SILA Foundation.